Paris Musée Olympique. When sport becomes an art, works of art tell their own stories. A podcast produced by Paris Musée. Paris Musée Olympique means having one foot in the history of art, one in the history of sport, and the rest of the body wholly immersed in a work of art. Close your eyes, dive into a painting, slip into your sneakers and saddle up for the Olympics by listening to what the Paris Museum's collections have to say about themselves. Come on then, on your marks, get set, go. Today, we are going to meet the Three Dancers in a Landscape by Pierre Lelou, a drawing made in 1779. That's music. Oh, but yes, of course, it's Mozart. Mozart played in the words, and why not? It sounds a lot like his piece Les Petits Riens. This is the year 1777, so that would make sense. Oh, there are three dancers facing me, which proves my theory. Le Petit Rien is the only piece Mozart wrote for ballet. This piece, if I remember correctly, is divided into three sections and was first performed at the Opéra de Paris with choreography by Jean-Georges Novaire. There, you all step back and I turn. Mozart, Novaire, the 18th century and three dancers in the middle of the countryside? The little detective in me is sure of it. We're inside a drawing by Pierre Lelu, entitled Three Dancers in the Landscape. Let's take a closer look. Hmm, yes. The brushstrokes are quick and precise. The characters are wearing rustic outfits. It's all very fanciful and gives the Rococo ballet a near childlike charm, no doubt about it. We're right in the Rococo Golden Age. It's hard not to get carried away by the gaiety, levity and frivolity which emanate from that artistic movement. The seriousness of the Baroque seems to have had its day, making room for pastoral scenes, love and sexual freedom. Right, that's enough. I'm taking a break. Enjoy the show. This evening you have to pay to see us <laughs> dance. Pleased to meet you. Oh, me My too. name is Marie-Madeleine Guimard. This is Jean d'Auberval in the middle, and on his left, Mariella. <sighs> I am right in front of the most famous dancers of the Paris ballet scene, and I feel as relaxed as a grazing post. Get a grip, damn it. Say something. You're standing before the 18th century tepsichore. <laughs> it's true. That is what people call me at court. <laughs> okay, so I said that out loud, did I? In Greek mythology, Tepsichore is the muse of singing, lyrical poetry and dancing. But you can also call me Marie-Madeleine. Would you like to join us? <laughs> oh no, thank you very much. No, no, that wouldn't do. I always stumble over my own feet, even when they're not moving, <laughs> like now. I mean, you are one of the most celebrated and influential artists from the Paris Opera. That's true. No false modesty. You must know that I have a private mansion in Paris and another one in Pantin, and that I have a theatre built in both residencies. Sometimes I put on erotic plays there. But I'm forgiven everything. No doubt for fear of not being able to take advantage of my generosity. And so now you're rehearsing Philippe Thirien? Yes. Oh, I love Jean-Georges Novel's creations. 
But his particular work, he made up a series of plots that revolve around Cupid's jokes and games. It's bucolic, slightly licentious, and very much in the fashion. It's what he calls pantomime ballet. Have you heard of it? <laughs> no. Actually, it's a sort of theoretical dance. For him, dancing should be able to express emotions and actions by itself, without resorting to singing or storytelling. And in Paris, they say I'm pretty talented. Yet, don't you and women generally always have to stick to secondary roles? Yes, ballet is changing. It's gradually becoming an autonomous entity within the opera. Its techniques are evolving too. But that, of course, is not changing. So I work even more. It's a magnificent art, but so difficult and demanding. Sometimes people criticize how thin I am. And between training and performances, my body is subjected to tremendous ordeal. And look how encumbered I am. I have to dance while wearing a wig, a corset and, and high heels. And how do you get on with your dancing partners? Ah, we love each other, hate each other, support each other, and one day we'll betray one another. It's all a show, you know. From where I come from, there is a dance whose very purpose is to do an on-scene battle. Oh. It's called break dancing, mm -hmm. and in a few hundred years, it's also going to be put on the opera stage. Really? And where does it come from? I could be an avant-gardist at court. Show me, how do you do it? Well, it's extremely difficult to precisely date the invention of breakdancing. You have to look forwards during the 1970s in New York. Okay. The city is a cosmopolitan hub. Hip-hop is flourishing, and every wave of immigrants has developed its own dancing style. Look, uh, I can try and show you. Um, okay, so you need to move your legs quickly, like this. I have to stand from one foot to the other. Oh. Then I cross them. There are moves for when you stand okay. and moves on the ground. So it has to be a kind of challenge between a talent contest and a provocation, you see. Then you have to show them what you can do. I see here, for instance, well, I'm trying to spin on my head. I'm telling you this because okay. I don't think it's that obvious. It is indeed a little hazy, but it looks extremely trying. You bet. Just like your dancing, it's a sport. Actually, breakdancing will also enter the Olympic Games. Not the ancient ones, the modern ones. Each town that organises the Games every four years has a right to suggest new sports to compete oh. in. And in 2024, in Paris, they chose breakdancing. Okay. There will be two contests, a men's one and a women's one. Mm. And the dancers will have to face each other before a jury. Ah... It looks like I've just got a head start on my fellow dancers. <laughs> and you know what? Even Mozart will invite himself to the ball. Oh, yeah! This fictional dialogue provides an auditory immersion in the work Three Dancers in a Landscape by Pierre Leloup a pen and wash drawing from 1779 kept in the Cognac Gier Museum. That was Paris Musée Olympic, a podcast by Paris Musée created by Nuit Noir. Did you like it? Discover the other museums by listening to Paris Musée Olympic. <laughs>